Hey there, welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Well, yesterday we talked about the most famous verse, at least in all the New Testament, which is John 3, 16. Again, just to remind you what it says, that you probably know, but it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Again, if you've been to church at all, you've probably heard this or seen this posted somewhere. <laughs> and I just think it's funny every time I see it. You probably have seen it on a ball game, right? If you've watched a football game, particularly when it's cold out, someone's going to have their shirt off and have this painted on there. So anyway, John three sixteen. God says he loves you so much that he gave his son. And if you place your complete faith and trust in him, you will have eternal life. So why was it necessary? Why was it necessary for Christ to come anyway? Why couldn't God just take care of everything? Well, listen to what verse 17 says. For God, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him, talking about Jesus, is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name the only son of God. So John says right after that, he says, here's what you got to know. Jesus didn't come into the world to say, okay, now there's people who know me and people who don't. The world's already condemned. So I'm coming into the world so that some might be saved. I mean, everyone is groping around, separated from God. I'm coming down to show the way to life. And those who choose it will live forever. Those who don't, well, they've already been condemned. That's the state of the world. So God sending his son wasn't an act of um, hatred or an act of division or an act of let me flex my power. It was a clear act of unbelievable love. The world is already condemned. So I'm coming down to fix the problem for those who will believe. Now it goes on to verse 19 and says this. Now, this is the judgment. So he just, again, he starts with this, this little phrase, this is the judgment, meaning this is the result. Here's the condition of the world apart from Jesus. Here's what it looks like. And he says, now the light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So he says, here's the judgment. The judgment is this. You guys like darkness more than you like light. And I'm not saying you guys like y'all, I'm saying me in our natural state. We love the darkness more than the light. But Jesus came to be the light of the world. Think about this. So the image that John's creating is you're in this room and it's filled with unbelievable dangers, dangers at every step and at every breath. And it's completely pitch black. You can't move one way or the other without falling into a dangerous situation. Now, let's add to it. Every moment you're in that room, that danger begins to encroach on your life and on your spirit and in your mind. Your life becomes more and more fragile every second you're in there. And there's no light. There's no way out. And then what happens is on one end of the room, the door opens <laughs> and light floods the room. And you begin to see all those things that kept you trapped in the room. Do you know what those things were? Those things were, were those activities, thought processes, and beliefs that made you comfortable and satisfied living without truth. 
So we distract ourselves with a lot of things. We can distract ourselves with drugs, with sex, with money stuff, things. We can distract ourselves with philosophical lies, with historical revisionism to make things look differently than they really are. We can distract ourselves intellectually, philosophically, uh, in, our, in our bodies, in our flesh, in our emotions. We can do all that. And so when the light comes into the room, you see all those things that have trapped you, all those things that have been there have been those coping mechanisms to give you some sort of meaning and purpose without truth. But John says, the light came into the world to reveal all of this. The, but, but the people, listen, verse 19 says, but the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Then he goes on, he says, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works be exposed, unless you understand what those works are and where they eventually lead. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So here's how John ends this section. So we don't come to the Lord because we love the comfort and the distraction and the coping mechanisms of our life right now. We want to stay away from the truth by bringing up questions and doubts and issues that sometimes are real, but you've not legitimately searched out the answer where you can find the truth, i.e. in the scripture and with Christian thinkers. You've just not done it. You've been satisfied in theoretical, theological, and philosophical um, uh, uh, falsehood. You've just been satisfied there. Or you've learned to cope through the flesh through entertaining your body, the senses, you know, sight, smell, taste, touch, all the identity factors. If I have this, I get better. If I buy this, I move up. If I'm in this group, I have meaning and purpose. <clears throat> and so some of you, and I know I did it for a long time, look to cope with the world like that. So John says, as long as those things are satisfying to you, guess what? You, you won't pursue the light. But once it's exposed... Here's the truth. I know I've gone wrong, but here's the truth. Once this reality comes to you, and here it is, the very thing that you want, the very thing that you believe will bring you the ultimate satisfaction and ultimate contentment in life. When you get it and it fails to deliver, it's then it will be exposed in your life as a lie and a falsehood. And it will begin to lead you and direct you to the truth, to something greater and bigger. And so he says, whoever does what is true, whoever begins to seek the truth outside of themselves with the person of God, it becomes clear that the greatest works of all time have been accomplished in Christ because of God. I pray you take that step today. And when you do, guess what? You're going to find unbelievable grace for every step of your journey. I promise you, you will. Let me pray for you. Father, if there are people listening right now, anywhere in the world, that's pursuing meaning and purpose with temporary things, with things that can be bought or destroyed, bought by money or destroyed by time, God, I pray you elevate them out of that kind of darkness, expose it to them, and bring them to the truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. We'll talk right here next time. Thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Grace for a Journey. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Connect with us at our website, www.graceforajourney.org, or you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We hope to connect with you there.